Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. This one is a little bit weird because what a lot of people, or what nobody, will really realise is the fact that I haven't recorded one of these for a good two weeks now. It's coming up in two weeks tomorrow actually. I don't know whether to just comment about this because I'm aware that people could be watching this at any time in the future. So it really doesn't matter if I say I've been away for 10 days now because that's not going to relate to 10 years. Well, yeah, 10 years from now, for instance, you know, that's not going to relate to any other time in the future. So I don't know whether to comment on it. But at the same time, I do because I want this whole podcast to be sort of chronological in a sense, and how I don't want to just do individual reviews every single time. I want there to be some sort of cohesion. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Just, you know, like proper flow through everything. Like a series, you know, like you're watching a TV series. This is just listening to a podcast series that kind of relates to things going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's get into it. I've been away for almost 10 days, haven't watched a film in that time, I haven't recorded a review in that time, so I'm probably going to be a bit rusty today. However, good news is, I went to the cinema, I did a back-to-back screening of Snake Eyes and then Reminiscence, so today, I think, I'm still unsure, we're going to talk about Snake Eyes, I think, but I have been re-watching the older G.I. Joe films to try and determine how much I actually enjoy them, I don't know. Because, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of Snake Eyes, I'll be honest, but, yeah. Let's do Snake Eyes, let's do Snake Eyes. I could do Reminiscence, but I think I'll do that after, and I'll probably upload this one first. Or it could be after, who knows, I don't know at this stage. Anyway, this will be the spoiler review, so, yeah, let's just get into it. Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe origin movie, I think it's called, (laughs) I don't know. There's some sort of colon after Snake Eyes, but I'm just going to call it Snake Eyes, even though that is a film from before, but, yeah, Snake Eyes a G.I. Joe origin story film I don't know I genuinely don't know what the subtitle of the film is but yeah that's unnecessary and it kind of relates to the whole film because it's just an extremely unnecessary boring very boring film you know it shouldn't be boring these characters this world this scenery everything that's going on the whole landscape every lifestyle that's in the movie none of this should be boring but it really is and I think it's just badly directed and written. Yeah, the, the writing the writing is awful. You know, the, there is no sugarcoating it. The writing is horrendous. The script is bad. Characters, they are just wasted. And the, the problem is, they introduce so many different characters and then they just completely forget that we've got to balance every single character arc in this film. So by the end of it, the final battle, which should just be a straightforward battle between good versus evil, turns out to be a mishmash of just six or seven different characters editing over one another, like cutting back and forth from one scene to another. And there's just too much to juggle. And films always do this. I'm aware that films always do this. They have to balance different character situations going on. That's fine. Sometimes it's done well. Other times it's done poorly. I've seen enough to know there's plenty of good out there and plenty of bad. This is one of the worst. This is genuinely one of the worst I've seen. Because it's so choppy and confusing. And the characters that are in it. I just don't care for them. I really don't care for them. There's one character. She's called Scarlet. And she's in two scenes. What, maybe three, I guess. And she's a G.I. Joe. She's one of the Joes. I think she's the only Joe in the film. I don't know. But she's completely unnecessary. She is completely and utterly unnecessary. There's no need for her to be in this film. Because she brings absolutely nothing to the table. She's bad anyway. Her character's bad. Samara Weaving. Yeah, people rave about her as an actress. She's good in Ready or Not. I think that's the film. 
everything else she's fine but this film she's not good i'm sure she's a nice person and good actress inside but yeah she's awful in this film she's atrocious and I think I'm going to blame it on the writing because her character just gets butchered. And I don't know if maybe she's been cut out of so much or if they just wrote in a terrible character that really doesn't need to be there. But I don't know. She just didn't do anything. She really did not do anything. <laughs> There's no need for this to be a G.I. Joe film. And the way they try and shoehorn in the G.I. Joe aspect or the Cobra stuff there is literally no need. It's just absolutely pointless, all of that stuff being in this film. Because I'd rather just see a Snake Eyes origin film without the whole G.I. Joe looming over it. Because we've seen the G.I. Joe films from before. Well, from, yeah, before, but the set after, I guess. Even though this is a completely different universe, so it's retconning every single thing that happened in those films. But the point is... We've got those two G.I. Joe films. We know Snake Eyes now. To get this origin story, it's so unnecessary for it to be a G.I. Joe film because I just want to see how he became Snake Eyes and everything that happened before G.I. Joe. It just makes the whole film a mess. It's an absolute mess. And Okay, it's not awful. Okay, The one thing to mention is this film could be a lot worse. There are some cool bits. There are some fun moments, I guess. Some of the characters I like, uh, Storm Shadow, his character, I don't know the actor, I think his name's Tommy before he becomes Storm Shadow, but that's another thing I want to get onto in a little bit. The point is, Storm Shadow is good, and then he just gets completely ignored from about the halfway point onwards, and then he comes back at the end, and they try and tie him in, well, they forget about the fact that he's got to turn evil somehow, and he's going to go off on a vengeance mission or whatever, so they just have to quickly remember that and catch up to speed with it. And it's just like, what? Why are you doing that? Like, you've had so much movie. This movie is two hours, okay? When you've got a two-hour movie, you need development. You need so much development. And there's so much room for it. But it just completely falls flat. There is no development whatsoever. It's just basic paint-by-numbers origin story with origin characters that you know from any other film. It's just copy and pasted. The same layout, the same structure from anything you've ever seen that's an origin film. And when you've got this universe with so many different characters, so much different variety to choose from, make it unique, make it original, just make it fun. It doesn't do any of that. It's not unique, it's not original, and it's not fun. It's boring, it's bland, it's stupid, and it's just unnecessary for so much of it. Like I don't know who this film is actually for, because... The way it treats fans is awful. Okay, the way it treats how an audience is watching it, it's as if we're babies and we need every single little detail spoon-fed to us. But then again, the only people that are actually going to watch this film are those that have seen the previous G.I. Joe films, so we know all about the characters, so we don't need to be treated like we haven't got half a brain cell. Because anybody with common sense and a little bit of understanding of this universe... Yeah, fair enough, maybe that's not many people, because G.I. Joe, nowadays, is quite obscure, right? Nobody's really talking about it. Nobody was ever really talking about it, even when the 2009 film came out. Yeah, it was fun, and I've just rewatched it, and it's fine, you know, it's stupid and it's bad, but it's kind of fun, and, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a, I don't know, modern classic, I guess, because it is just campy, silly, CGI garbage fun, you know, and that's exactly what it was trying to be, so why not? You know, it just, it worked for that. This film does not. I don't know what it's trying to be. I don't know if it's trying to be that serious, dark, origin 
film, story, whatever, where it's trying to be this campy fun that the old films were, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Nothing works. Literally nothing works. So like I was saying, the way the audience is treated, there's a couple of lines. <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip right to the very end. This is the after credit scene. And it's so bad anyway. It's just, it's awful. <laughs> and then Storm Shadow, that's when he really becomes Storm Shadow. It's not until the after credit scene. He's gone off. He's left his clan. He's been abandoned, whatever. And then he gets on a plane. And the Baroness, evil lady who is atrocious in this film, she comes out onto the plane and she's like, let's team up, blah, blah, blah. Let's be best friends for Cobra. Let's, you know, go fight the good guys or whatever. You know, we, we know that because if you've seen G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, the first film, you know full well that the Baroness and Storm Shadow team up. So, yeah, we already know that's how this arc is going to, you know, sort of wind up for Storm Shadow. And then she calls him Tommy and then he goes, Storm Shadow, call me Storm Shadow. You know, and he pauses for that dramatic effect, but this is just completely rubbish. We don't need to know that. We know we know it's Storm Shadow. We know that already. Why is it telling us in this huge reveal, you know, like how Nick Fury came into the first Iron Man in the after credit scene and said, I'm here to talk about the Avengers initiative. That was a huge moment. Okay, that was a huge moment because nobody properly expected it. And, you know, this was setting up such a huge universe. If this film wants to set up a universe, which it's failing to do so anyway, because it's bombing at the box office and it's a terrible film, then why is it doing this thing where it's imagining the audience is just brain dead and we don't know that this is Storm Shadow? Because there's a line earlier on, it's so... Oh God, there are so many of these moments when the script just falls so flat and it just enrages me because it's just so garbage. There's woman, there's this woman in the clan who's basically like a helper, I don't know, she's kind of a mini sensei, she's not the leader, but she's, yeah, I don't know what she is, but she's fine, I guess, she's okay in the film, she's probably one of the best characters, but that's not saying much at all, anyway, she goes, you have that look in your eyes, the shadow before a storm, I was thinking, wow, could you get any more obvious that he's storm shadow, like, really, has <laughs> nobody just picked up on that, I thought, that is so on the nose and just beating around the bush. Just say, say Storm Shadow. Just, yeah, call it what it is. Don't say, you have that look, a shadow before a storm. Like, why? 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 And the same thing happens right early on. Like, the script is just so clunky. It does not need to be as clunky as it is. I can guarantee, if you trimmed out so much of the fat in this script, it would be a smoother and better film. And it would be shorter, which it needs to be. It does not need to be two hours. But there's a line earlier on, the main Cobra bad guy, he comes to Snake Eyes and he says, I'm good at finding people, especially people who kill other people. See, I'm struggling to even say that. Why not just say killers? You know, I'm good at finding people, especially killers. Just say killers. It's much better. It's much smoother. Why are you saying, I'm good at finding people, especially people who kill other people? It's like, what? <laughs> it's so clunky. It's bad. It's so bad. And then there's a line earlier, I'm going all about the script here, but there's a line later, actually. I think it's later. I can't remember what point in this film it is, but the whole the whole moral, let's get to the moral of the story. Snake Eyes is uh, kind of orphaned, I guess, because his father is killed when he's young uh, by this bad guy who he's basically just seeking out. Okay, he's seeking out this bad guy. And the only way for him to get to him is working with this Cobra guy who he doesn't realise is Cobra. 
and then he joins the clan of the Abayashaki. I don't know what the name was. I can't remember that. Anyway, he joins Storm Shadow's clan and turns out he's actually working kind of for Cobra. He doesn't properly know it, but he's working for the enemy and he's actually trying to like double cross the clan, which I liked that. I thought that was quite clever. I didn't really see it coming. I, I thought there was something suspicious going on. But I didn't fully know that he was going to be actually working kind of undercover in the clan. So I did like that aspect. However, this being said, it goes against everything that we've seen in the previous G.I. Joe films in regards to the backstory of these characters. So on the one hand, it's cool. I do not mind this retcon at all. I don't mind that it's going off and being something completely different. I'm happy with that because I wouldn't really want to see something we already know and have seen in brief flashbacks. So yeah, kind of fair play to it for going down this other route. However, it is going completely against and is flushing down the toilet the entire story of this character from the comics and the toys or whatever, like from this whole character's backstory. It's just completely ignoring it. So for that, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a problem with it because I'm not some diehard fan that has read all the stuff about it and knows all the history. I don't know anything about it. So I'm not really that fussed. I'm, I'm sure people will be. I'm sure the diehard fans, if there are any diehard fans out there of the character and the universe, they're probably going to be like, hang on, that's not how it was in the comics. That's not what we've been told before. But yeah, I don't, personally, I don't care. I really don't care. I kind of found it interesting, you know, the whole idea that he was undercover and they didn't know. But then again, the whole clan, like Storm Shadow himself, he's kind of priding himself on being able to spot honor and being able to sense out bad stuff whenever it happens but he's letting this guy go right under his nose and just kind of work for the enemy so yeah i'm not really sure about that anyway like i was saying the whole plot is snake eyes wanting to get revenge for the guy that killed his father eventually he gets face to face with this guy the bad guy goes well i say bad guy but technically snake eyes is kind of a bad guy through most of this film but the main bad guy that killed his dad says, who are you? I, am I supposed to know who you are? Or something like that. And then Snake Eyes goes, you killed my father. And then he says, you'll have to be a bit more specific. And I laughed at this bit because it just reminds me of that quote from Batman Beyond when Batman faces off against Blight. And then he goes, you killed my father. And then Blight just comes out and says, do you have the slightest idea how little that narrows it down? Like That, that made me laugh. So I was just thinking... Is this film trying to be funny in the script, or is it just trash? It's just trash. There is no hiding the fact that it's not trying to be funny. It's trying to be serious. It's trying to be dark and brooding or whatever. It's just trash. It's trash. But anyway, I think I've talked enough about the script. Uh, let's talk about Henry Golding. Let's talk about Snake Eyes himself. I, I'm going to be honest here. This may be controversial, and I don't mean any disrespect to Henry Golding. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's not a good actor. Okay, and I feel like a lot of people need to understand he's really not that good of an actor. And a lot of people rate him highly, but he's got no range. He's got no range. And he's just kind of, I don't want to say shallow, but there's not really a lot of depth that he brings to roles and characters. I mean, he's basically the same in every single thing, except for the gentleman. But, okay, what he does bring to every single role is bad imitations so even though he's not bad by any means in The Gentleman, he's just got a really dodgy accent, and I'm not a huge fan of it. And he's just trying to be somebody that he's not. 
The same for Snake Eyes. He's trying to be somebody that he's really not capable of being. And yeah, that probably sounds harsh, but yeah, I could never do it either. So I don't really care. I'm not going to try though. That's the thing. And everybody's saying Henry Golding should be the next Bond. This could be his Bond audition. Absolutely not. Never in a million years do I think it would work. And you know what? I will eat my hat if one day he does become Bond and it works. But the way I see it, he's never going to reach that level of quality to be a character actor like that. It's just not, it's not him. It's really not him. He was fine in um, A Simple Favour. I didn't like him in Last Christmas, but I just hated that film with a passion anyway. I imagine he's the same in Crazy Rich Asians, but I've heard he's good in that. But yeah, whatever. I just don't think he's actually that good of an actor. And, you know, sue me, but he's not. In this film, in Snake Eyes, he's just got such a bad... It's not bad all the time, but there are moments when it's a really bad American accent. And I don't know why he's being American. I don't know why he just doesn't use his normal accent, because it really doesn't matter. There is nothing that matters about him being American or him having that accent. There's none whatsoever. So I just don't know why he doesn't just stick to his normal accent. Because, yeah, he's got a fine voice normally. When he does his normal accent, he's fine. But why not in this? Why not in this? There are moments when he was saying, like, I'm going to go for a whack. Whack. I don't, I don't know how he's... I'm going to go and check how he says it, actually. Hang on. Yeah, okay, he says something like, I was just going for a whack. Whack. He actually pronounces the L. And I don't know a single person, I don't know anybody in the history of existence to actually say, I'm going to go for a walk with the L pronounced. Walk. I was just going for a walk. Like, what? Like, come on, man. Just, no, I'm not happy with that. I know I'm being extremely picky about that, but I don't care. I really don't care. So, yeah, he's not good. And I think it is the writing. Okay, I think the character development for Snake Eyes himself is just bad. There is nothing unique about his character. He's literally just a regular Joe. Ha, <laughs> a regular Joe. There's nothing special about him. There's nothing whatsoever. He spends most of the film just getting beaten up. And then he somehow just manages to be this super strong, I don't know, super soldier kind of. I don't know, ninja. He's a ninja. He's essentially just a ninja. But, you know, he spends so much of the time getting his ass kicked. How is it possible that now he's miraculously very strong all of a sudden? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get that character development. You know, you see somebody get knocked down again and again and again, but then a couple of scenes later, they're extremely strong. It just goes from zero to 100 in an instant. And that being said, it takes forever to get there because this film is two hours long. Why? I'm going back to this. Why is this film two hours? It does not need to be this long. Could be 90 minutes, in and out, in a flash. Could be fine. Trim out every single bit that refers to G.I. Joe's, to Cobra, to any of that, it's not needed, it is so not needed, and this film would benefit strongly from that, so strongly, you know, if you just get the whole training scenes, and him forming an alliance with Storm Shadow, and then it goes bad, and turns sour, and he's hiding stuff, yeah, you can keep in the stuff where he's hiding stuff, just change the organisation, don't make it Cobra, there is no need for it to be Cobra, I don't get it. This film is setting up a universe that we already know about, but we're made to act like we have no idea what's going on, and it's not going to produce anything after this. I can guarantee it'll be a miracle. 
it will be a miracle if a sequel gets made to this. If any sort of sequel, whether it's a spin-off, whether it's an explicit sequel, it will be a pure miracle if anything comes from this film. Because so far it's getting slated in the reviews, it's not making much money. This film had such a big budget, I don't know where it went. Maybe it went to some of the CGI, because, okay, a good thing, the CGI is fine. CGI, not really got any complaints. Green screen, I got some complaints, but the CGI, on the whole, fine. There are some giant snakes, which I'm not really sure what the whole point of them being there was. Because, right, so this is for challenge three, and he's got to do three challenges, I think, to be entered into this clan. The first challenge I liked, the first challenge is probably my favourite scene in the whole film, because it's got one of my favourite, I could say actors, you know, I could just say actors in general, but one of my favourite martial arts actors of all time, Iko Uwais. And he's so good in everything, in The Raid, The Night Comes For Us, Headshot, he's so good in those films. Such a great Indonesian actor. That probably garnered the most of my attention, you know, the fact that Iko's in this film. But I wish he was playing a different character. I wish he was actually Snake Eyes, to be perfectly honest. I think he would have been better as Snake Eyes, because he's so good at these martial arts fight scenes. And what he does in the film is great. What he brings to the table is fantastic. He's just not really used as well as he could be. And he plays Hard Master, who is kind of this sensei figure um, to train Snake Eyes. And so the challenge that he's got to do is take a bowl of water from him without spilling any. And it's really clever, it's really fun, and I love that scene. But then he just kind of disappears until the last fight scene, and then he's just one of the many characters that it's forced to cut between so annoyingly. But yeah, his scenes, everything that he does in the film, fantastic. I love him. He's such a great actor. One of the best. Go and watch The Raid. All I could say is, don't watch this film. Go and watch The Raid. Ten times better stunts, a better story, just better everything. It's so much better. And partly that's because this film is just an Americanized, watered-down version of just better Asian films. Like, just go and watch any other Asian martial arts film that features probably either ninja or just samurai whatever just go and watch any of those rather than this because it's just a stupid american take on the japanese lifestyle that i'm pretty sure is kind of offensive at times not in the sense that it's racist it's not racist by any means but it's just offensive that the way in which some of the things are represented it just feels like it's too stupid and too american and for that respect it's just not authentic you know like you've got the whole palace setting, but the laser force field that's kind of around, I don't want to say around it, but around most of the buildings, it's dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> you got these motion detectors and laser field things that stop people from getting in and out, but they're not actually around the whole facility. It's just on every single roof of every building, but there's ways around every single one of them. <laughs> You can easily sneak round or just jump over every single laser beam. Every single one of them. You could just avoid. Like, I was expecting. You look at this map. They've got this whole holographic map in this underground lair section that has all the outlines of all the laser stuff. And you know, it really, like, seems like they're shielding the whole facility. And yet, later on, when Snake Eyes is sneaking around and trying to grab this jewel of the sun, whatever it is, this weird rock that makes people burn, that's that's the best way to describe it. Just a weird rock that just burns people. And when he's trying to sneak around to get that, he's jumping over these roofs 
and disabling the security system but you can clearly see the lasers do not go around everything they're just on every other rooftop you can just jump from one rooftop to another and avoid it perfectly well <laughs> like what why that you would have thought there would be better planning i'm getting into the structural design of the set here and I never thought I would be talking about this, but they really need to do better planning and they need to get better security systems because this planning and this layout is atrocious. It's so bad. They're worried about people sneaking in, but anybody could sneak in. I could sneak in and I'm not even a ninja. I'm not even that flexible or quick or whatever. I could sneak in. I could just walk around it. I could honestly do that. Anybody could. Somebody in a wheelchair probably could. It would not surprise me if there was wheelchair access on every single roof to avoid the security systems. That's how bad it looks at times. It's just dumb. It's dumb and stupid. And it just made me question what is actually going on. I did not like the poor planning design for the houses. It just didn't make sense to me. But where was I anyway? I was talking about snakes, wasn't I? I was talking about the whole CGI and snakes. So you've got the first challenge to do with the hard master. The second challenge is to do with something about releasing all the weight from your heart and like trying to let go of everything. And then the third challenge, okay. The third challenge is to do with the second challenge. So once you've completed the second challenge, which is unique to everybody, you've then got to do the third challenge to make light of this. So whatever you've let go of in the second challenge, this comes into play in the third challenge. But it's just about snakes, and I don't know how that has anything to do with the previous challenge. It just survives some snakes. It makes no sense. But anyway, the snakes the CGI is fine. Three giant anacondas. I thought it was oddly specific that Snake Eyes has a challenge to do with snakes, but everybody has it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seemed a bit too obvious, I guess. I honestly don't know. Maybe this is just me not understanding the history and the lore of this universe, but it just seems weirdly suspicious that a character called Snake Eyes has miraculously turned up to this clan, and to enter it, he's got to do a challenge with snakes. That seems like too much to be a coincidence. I don't know. Here's what I think actually goes down, but you don't see it happen in the film, but I'm 100% certain this must have happened. It must have happened. Storm Shadow meets Snake Eyes for the very first time. He then rings up his grandma who runs the clan and he's like, Hey, uh, Nanny, could you please, uh, you know, just kind of get some snakes. Just get three giant snakes. Put him in a pit because, you know, we we're actually going to put this guy in the pit with them. And his name, would you believe it? <laughs> his name is Snake Eyes. His name is Snake Eyes. Can we get him some snakes, please? That would be that'd be just great. Thanks, Nanny. Thanks. Yeah, I'll be home in time for dinner. I'll speak to you soon. Because <laughs> I really just can't believe that everybody, literally everybody that has joined the clan had to go through these snakes. It just seems like it's way too specific to be anything else other than the fact that his name is Snake Eyes, therefore he must face these snakes. Like, I don't know, I'm not buying it. I'm really not buying that the snakes are always there and this whole concept was a thing before Snake Eyes even came into the picture. Like, I really, I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a second. He definitely, 100%, whether it's in the script or not, and they cut it out, I can guarantee he phoned up to the people back home and he's like, met this guy called Snake Eyes. You know what to do. It's just dumb. It's really dumb. There's no need. And then I'm pretty sure he must have been like, this is brilliant because we're about to turn Snake Eyes into snake food. <laughs> oh, that's how we do it. 
Oh, God, I hate it. I hate myself. I, I don't think they have puns in the clan. I don't think they're a very punny clan, which is a shame. Because maybe, you know, maybe what this film was missing is some of The Rock's puns from Jungle Cruise. Maybe that's what was missing. I don't know. But it wasn't good. It was just stupid. I didn't like that whole dynamic. This film is silly. This film is very silly, but not a good kind of silly. You look back at the older G.I. Joe films, and both of them are just ridiculously silly and stupid. Yeah, pretty bad, but they're fun. That's what makes them fun. But they're silly. This film is just a bad kind of silly, because it is so silly, you're just thinking, why is it even trying to be serious? Because there are so many times when it is trying to be extremely serious, but it just fails. Because you're just watching it like, uh, really? <laughs> really? I don't know, it's not good. It's really not good, anyway. And the whole reference to eyes throughout this whole film and eyesight and being blind or whatever. So you've got snake eyes, of course, you know, eyes. Then you've got blind master, who can't see. Hard master is short-sighted. So it just seems as though every single person has got something wrong with their eyesight or they just have some relation in their name to being blind or having eyes or whatever. Like... It really just seems basic and just so... I don't know. I honestly don't know what the word is. It just seems so ridiculous. Like, ridiculously coincidental. And bland. Like, it's so bland. Like, every single character is pretty much just the same. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, he goes and deals with the snakes. I think they determine if he's pure of heart or something like that. But he's not. Okay, he's really not at that time. And then the lady, the helper lady... She goes in and saves him. I don't know why she does this. I really don't understand why they save him. Because I just let him die. When you know that if you save him and if you stop the trial, that's basically treason. Why? Why do it? Like, just let him die. I don't care. I'm pretty sure this was about the 1 hour 20 minute mark. So if they had just let him die, film would be over. Film would be over. I'd be happy. Walk out of the cinema. Just be like, cool. That was fun. Whatever. Had its issues, had its fine moments. I'm done. You know, just end it there. Everything that happens after, I just don't care for. I really don't. A couple of scenes here and there. The idea that the whole Sun Jewel, yeah, Sun Jewel is guarded by DNA encryption. And so Snake Eyes has to get the blood of Storm Shadow. So he, like, kind of makes a pact with him and he cuts his hand on the sword and, you know, shakes like a blood oath. I thought that was clever, that's how he got the blood. But then again, that's dried blood. Okay, so he puts the blood onto this handkerchief. Handkerchief, I sound like an old man. He puts it onto this piece of tissue, and then he uses that on the fingerprint monitor to, like, test the DNA. I don't think that would work. Like, I'm not sure how the whole system works, and I am looking too deeply into it, but I'm pretty sure the whole fingerprint and DNA scanner should be like a live sample it should not be a dried blood on a tissue like this is once again just a stupid american thing making the japanese culture seem completely ridiculous with the bad security system planning and now this bad dna system like it really is stupid it's actually unrealistically stupid so you know i just didn't i didn't like it because i just don't want to be treated like this when i'm watching a film i don't want to watch something that is just so basic and dumb and stupid i want to be entertained it doesn't have to be the most invigorating and unique experience but just don't make it as ridiculous as this because it's just not fun and the one thing this film should be for a two-hour film about like sword fighting and ninjas and whatever this film should be fun okay 
and it's not there is not much fun to be had with it i don't want to say there's not a single ounce of fun because a couple of moments right early on some of the fight scenes are well choreographed and i liked them and then there's this scene when storm shadow and snake eyes are in this truck together and all the bad guys of the yakuza they stab their swords into the lorry that they're in and it kind of looks like you know how one of these magicians boxes when they put all the swords in and then they open it and then the assistant is miraculously fine like how did they dodge all those swords that's kind of how it looked in this film there is one i think there's only one sword that actually draws blood from snake eyes but when you look at it it's kind of funny to see because there's just a ton of swords there's probably at least a dozen swords sticking out of this windshield out of the roof out of the doors out of everything but they managed to avoid every single one so i kind of liked that that was probably one of the only few moments aside from the hard master challenge that i enjoyed um a couple of bike chases here and there they're fine but the green screen they're clearly not on the bikes it's not good it's really not good like, the composition is just trash and the cinematography everything okay every single technical aspect of this film is just bad like it's not anything good it's just remarkably average the directing is sleazy and just boring the cinematography is just bland editing is atrocious anyway the score there is no score for this film there tries to be a score but it's just nothing if you want to do a score for this type of film take a page out of ghost of Tsushima's book or any other like last samurai even last samurai for instance you know have those pan pipes playing have the flute have all the beautiful harmonious wind chime sounding scores for something japanese and ninja related don't have whatever this is because i do not know and i cannot remember a single good thing about this score i can't remember a single tune and then like i said the script nothing just absolutely nothing it's a nothing script so when you look at it on paper everything in this film is just poorly done you know it's just remarkably underwhelmingly uh, bad but i i don't know i i really don't know i've seen so much worse okay to this film's credit i've seen a lot worse and i kind of want to have fun with it but i just can't because i can't look past the fact that everything that builds this film up is bad the performances except for storm shadow i think are bad and Iko Uwais, of course he's good but everything else is just lackluster and bland and i've said bland so many times but that's what this film is it really is just dumb and boring and paint by numbers so things happen when you get introduced to them briefly mentioned in one scene and in the very next scene that whole exposition is just given scenes like we need to call in the joes the next scene the joe comes in never see her again until the very end there's no need for that to be in there a scene when he's in the sauna place and he's talking to the main boss guy and this is when he says about the jewel of the sun very next scene talks about the jewel of the sun with storm shadow we've never mentioned this previously if you had laid the groundwork and placed these little seeds previously that'd be fine if you'd said early on have a little okay here's what this needs to be have a little thing right at the very start kind of like how black panther has it with the origin of the vibranium and how it came to earth and how it came to be in the hands of the wakandans have this for the jewel for that clan because we have no idea this jewel exists until the bad guy mentions it and then in the very next scene we are told everything we need to know about it unnecessarily we do not need to know that much exposition that quickly like just tell us it in little bits throughout you know it really doesn't need to be shoved at us all at once 
but this is how clunky the script is it does this time and time again it just gives you everything you need to know at exactly the right time and then it just completely forgets about it for the rest of the time and for the majority of this runtime there is not a single cohesive moment that makes any sense because it's just bits and bobs going from one piece of exposition to another that we only need to know about at that explicit time i do not like this i do not like this at all anyway what else is there to talk about uh one of the good things i want to mention I know I mentioned the cinematography was bad, but there's one little cool thing that happens a few times in the cinematography, which I really liked, and it's to do with the shift in focus. So there are quite a few moments that do this, where the camera will be focused on one thing, and then it'll focus on something else, but it won't cut. It'll just shift that focus. I like that. I do like that a lot. It's just edited really poorly. And so it's a shame, because there's a lot of potential. This film does have a lot of potential, and I know I've been very critical of it, but on the whole, this film had potential and it should have been so much better than it was. You know, it had moments where it was trying to be great. And I don't know if it's been butchered just in post-production or if there were issues when it was filming. I don't know what's gone on with the film because there are some moments that are clearly better than others. And there are some technical designs and the colour schemes used. I like it. I do like that a lot. Some of the neon fight scenes, they're good. You know, they're fine. But then everything else just isn't good. I don't know why. There are just a handful of moments that I can remember and pick out and say, yeah, okay, that was pretty cool. I like that moment. But then everything else is just rubbish. And it shouldn't be this way. This film should not be like this, but it is. Something's happened. Something has happened behind the scenes in post-production. Somewhere, something has happened to make this film be a mess. Maybe it had poor reactions to test screenings and they thought we need to cut this and change it. I don't know. I really don't know. It's a mystery. It's a genuine mystery to me. But like I said, the focus shifts, they were nice. They were good. Some of the shots were nice too, but they were just really poorly handled. And one thing as well, the sound design. On the one hand, it was fine because I get what it was going for. But on the other hand, it was just so much swords clanging together. You know that noise when you either sharpen knives or... Well, I know what it is. It's just like samurai swords, it's katanas clanging together. Okay, that's what it is. But nobody's actually doing that on a day-to-day -day basis, are they? So if you're sharpening your knife, then again, not many people are doing that either. But you know when you get ready for dinner and you pick up your knife and fork and they probably hit every once in a while, that kind of shring 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 you know that noise i could go and get a pair of knives right now and make that noise but i'm not gonna because that's just annoying that noise happens a lot okay it happens a lot during this film and you can't really hear anything else other than that sword's clanging and it just got a bit tedious and a bit annoying because it's just a massive mess it's like a blender of samurai swords just going off and it's just too loud and annoying and when this stops they fill in moments of silence with bad script. So you know how in fight scenes people will just stop halfway through and like share a little back and forth? They'll go fight, 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 bit of talking, bit of talking, bit of talking, fight, 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 bit of talking, fight, fight, fight. Little quips, that's the word, little quips. Like, I thought you trained better, sort, sort, sort. No match for me, sort, sort, sort. Like, you know, that really dodgy, bad, rubbish nonsense. That happens a lot during this film. And this is when the script really comes out as being bad. Because you've got it in moments where it doesn't need to be there. But because the focus is shifted onto what's being said, you're actually hearing it and you're thinking, 
This is rubbish. This sounds awful. It's not a good script by any means. But yeah, I think I'm I think I'm done. I think I'm actually done with this film. Uh what other stuff is there to talk about? I don't know. If anybody's actually watched this film, like genuinely, if anybody out there has actually watched this film, I'll be surprised. I'll be very surprised because I'm not expecting anybody to actually watch it. They'll probably watch it when it comes onto Netflix in probably a year's time or so. And they'll go, okay, sure, it's a fine film, whatever. It's not one I'm going to watch again, probably. Maybe I'll watch it one more time, but I can't bother going to the cinema to see it again. I really can't. And the way it treats the audience, I'm just not a fan of. Like, it thinks we're so dumb, and we're not. We're intelligent people, for the most part, I guess. But, yeah, maybe the type of people that are going to go see this film aren't the brightest tool in the shed. I don't know, but then again, it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't be treated this way, but we are... And there are so many things that I don't understand anyway. Like, they keep calling him Snake. So I'm wondering, is his first name Snake, last name Eyes? When he's filling out information and, like, getting a passport, does it literally say, first name Snake, last name Eyes? Like, if he was Bond, would he say, the name's Eyes, Snake Eyes? It's just dumb. His name's Snake Eyes. I'm imagining that's, like, you know, share. It's just one thing. You know, Snake Eyes. I know it's not hyphenated or whatever, but it's just Snake Eyes. It's not Mr. Eyes. First name Snake, that's just ridiculous to me. But I don't know, maybe I am looking too deeply into it. Nobody's actually going to care about whether his name's Snake Eyes or Mr. Eyes. I don't know, I don't care, but it annoyed me. It made me think about this, and I don't want to be thinking about it, because it's just unnecessary. God, this film is just... I don't know, honestly. It has its moments. It's too dark to see at times. It's too choppily edited at times. But there are some fun moments to be had. And I liked Storm Shadow. I kind of like the whole falling out situation and how these characters end up. But then again, okay, the very end, not a fan of it because it's the classic case of setting up for a sequel that it's not already confirmed to get. And the very last thing you see is Snake Eyes getting into his iconic suit. Now, it's annoying because I want to see more of him in the suit. I want to see more of Snake Eyes in the suit, kicking ass, doing all that stuff. But I don't want to watch another film. And I hate the fact that we've had to wait a whole film to get to this stage. And that's all the tease we get. We just get a little teaser of the suit that was in the trailer anyway. We've seen that bit in the trailer. And I knew, I should have known, that, that scene in the trailer was going to be the very last shot. I should have known. This happens time and time again. This is why I'm not a huge fan of origin films. And I really thought this would be different. But then again, I went in with extremely low expectations. I went in thinking it'll be bad. It'll be a dud. And my expectations weren't even met. So, you know, take that as you will. It's not good, but it's not awful. It's just not anything interesting. It's far from interesting. It's far from necessary. It's just a typical origin film that we've seen time and time again, setting up for a sequel. It's never going to get. Like, it will It will never get it. It will never get it. And so many stereotypical things that happen throughout, like sparing the guy that he was set out to kill. Like, we've spent so much of this film on his revenge mission to try and find the guy that he's going to kill, and he doesn't even kill him. He spares him. Like, really? I could have seen that coming, but it falls into the trap of just being too samey like every other thing ever. It's just, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I don't like the film, but it's not awful. Okay, it has its moments. Some people will enjoy it. I did not, but that's fine. I didn't expect to. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to like it because I love this whole 
aesthetic and I loved the whole notion of training with the Japanese warriors and the ninjas whatever I love that so much I love all that traditional Japanese lifestyle but yeah this just wasn't it this really was not it for me and yeah I'm done I'm actually done I, I don't want to talk about it anymore MVP Ico Ace everything else you know Storm Shadow I preferred Storm Shadow to Snake Eyes in this film I thought he was a better character he had better development and he was a better actor but that's just me so yeah Snake Eyes that's it I'm done Snake Eyes a G.I. Joe origin let me check let me check what this goddamn name is there we go Snake Eyes colon G.I. Joe origins that's just bad that's such a bad name (laughs) that's such a bad name just call it Snake Eyes. See, now I don't know what to call this when I upload it. Do I call it Snake Eyes or do I call it Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins? I don't know. Either way, I'm not going to probably watch it again for a while. I don't think you should either. But if you've listened to this, you've probably already watched it or thinking about it or just don't care for it. That's all I can say. Go in. Don't care for it. It's whatever. It literally is whatever. And I've been caring. This has been interesting and first review back for a while. So it's probably not the best. But yeah, I don't care. I really don't care. Bad film doesn't need a good review. That's what I think. Anyway, I've been Kieran. This has been Snake Eyes, Jojo Origins, Boring Gas Name, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I hope you've enjoyed. I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.